Welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans, for the fans. And here's your host, Conrad Cushman. Folks, welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans, for the fans. I'm your host, Conrad Cushman. With me tonight, got Derek in the house. What up? We are going to review AEW Dynamite from March 4th, 2020. The show was live in Denver tonight. Uh, Got a lot of things to say about the show. We'll get into it once we talk about it. But do me a favor, folks. If this is your first time watching me and you like the content... Please feel free at any point in time, hit that subscribe button. Uh, you'll get a pretty cool pop-up that happens. So anybody who wants to subscribe, please, the more the merrier. Uh, we're doing great numbers right now, so I thank everybody who has recently subscribed. Also, make sure you guys hit that like button. You could even put the coffin drop on it. Hit that like button for me, and it'll really help out the channel, helps more people find the videos, helps it be seen more in the YouTube algorithms, and uh, search engine optimization, all that crap you don't want to hear about right now. And we are going to talk about this entire card from the tag match that we thought we were going to get to the promo that started off the show. We're going to go through each and everything, so make sure you join us. And if you watch this after the fact, leave me a comment down below. I want to hear from you as well. And I make sure I interact with all the comments and I try to respond back to everybody, as long as it's not spam. Anyway... AEW Dynamite tonight. Yo. What can I say about this, man? This show was uh something different tonight, right? Yeah, it definitely was different. Um I mean, they're coming off the heels of AEW Revolution. This is basically like the Fallout show with everything that was happening in there. Um what 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 did you think of it, D? It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. You know, I I think what it is is um it's hard to keep that momentum when you had the pay-per-view on, what, Saturday? And then now you're back on the regular show back on Wednesday. So how do you keep that steam going? You know what I mean? Like, it's different when you look at WWE because they have their pay-per-view Sunday. And then they, they fall into Raw the next day on Monday. And it, so it's it's kind of like it just carries, the, the energy carries over. So now the energy, is, I feel, has been... Not lost, but it, it has gone down because you had so many days in between. Yeah, that's that's believable throughout all of this. I don't see um, what's I still, going. I, I still don't see a bad show though. No, definitely don't. Um, I'm looking right now to see who is in the chat because it's not popping up on my screen for some reason. I mean, you guys could probably. I hope you can see my messages for you guys. Um, we got C here. We have PR Nightmare. Also has Squared Circle Sirens in the house. What is going on? Prince Rockstar. Prince Rockstar, shout out to you, man. You left a really nice message on Twitter. Uh, he said that I was in his top three favorite YouTubers. He put me up there with Delex Man and JD from New York. Big honor, man. Those two are legends in the YWC and the YouTube wrestling community. So thank you for that, brother. Uh, sick with it's in the house, my man. Jesus De Leon. Sick, <laughs> once again, <laughs> Mr. Billa in the house. Original Biggie is also here. Uh, Casey Briggs is in the house. Uh, we're we're going to go through everything, guys. I'm going to try and uh, pull it up. 
Derek, I don't know if you want to pull it up, too, just to see yeah, if you can yeah, keep an eye on some of the stuff, too. But let's get into the first match. We start, well, we didn't even start off with the match. We start off with the revolution, basically, like, rewind, catching everybody up on what happened on the pay-per-view. You guys can check that out in the archives. Actually, that video did tremendous numbers for me, so I'm very happy with what we got with that one. Uh, should be really fun if you guys go back and watch it still. The John Moxley introduction. He comes out uh, as the new AEW champion. John Moxley defeated Chris Jericho at Revolution. This was good. Uh, I love the promo that happens here. John Moxley is hyped. He talks about bringing back professional wrestling during all of his conversation here. Um, he, he had passion, energy, stuff that we didn't really get to see during his WWE run right, that he right. got to exhibit here. Um, you, you saw glimpses of it, and you thought, well, maybe he's good, but how good is he? And I think right here he showed he's still got it on the microphone, and I thought John Moxley delivered in this promo in the beginning. Um, Derek, I want to ask you your thoughts on him as the AEW champion. I like it. I, I, I felt like he should have been a champion a long time ago in the other company, and they kind of just kind of brushed over it a little bit. They didn't really give him the run he should have should have had. Where I believe here, he'll get that run that he that he so well deserves. And he put you could tell he puts his heart and soul into everything that he does. Because he got to be WWE champion for a little bit, but it really wasn't. I like I said after that Stone Cold interview, in my opinion, he was cooked because Austin kind of called him out on the carpet. And he couldn't do anything about it because the company's not the same like when Stone Cold was there to how it is today. Right. If Moxley does anything like that, they'll just move on to someone else. He couldn't do any of that stuff. But here, to me, it seems like there's no restraints. He can say whatever he wants. He can kind of do whatever he wants. If he thinks it's a good idea, go for it. Right. Exactly. Do it. Try it. And, and, and I also feel like AEW is primed to let people have a run instead of you have the belt for two weeks, then we we have you drop it, someone else has it, then we have you get it back the next week. That I don't like. So yeah. I, I feel like AEW is on the cusp of having long-term champions. Well, I wouldn't say that because that's tough to say because nobody held the belt for a year. All three of the original champions, the first champions that they've had, have changed. That's now. true, but they, they but they, they're, they're not... I don't know. I just don't feel like they're gonna they're gonna do the same formula. So you think they're more respectful of their champions? Yes, is what you're trying to say. Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, so during Moxley talking, here comes Jericho, um, and he says he doesn't need the belt to still be le champion. Uh, I really like Jericho on this. Uh, there were a lot of weird chants during all of this. Uh, he said, sucks ass, and then there was a you suck ass chant. <laughs> uh, Jericho was just tripping in all of this. Uh, but the major story out of all of this was Chris Jericho promised that he would leave John Moxley laying. And if he didn't leave him laid out by the end of the night, he would be gone for 60 days. He said he would leave, take a leave of absence for 60 days. Hmm... And that's conspicuous because of Fozzie having the tour and everything else that we've been bringing up for the past couple weeks. Would this be a bad moment for Jericho to walk away? We'll have to wait to find out. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, next, we have our opening contest. We have SCU with Colt Cabana versus The Dark Order. Uh, this was Colt's debut, basically, for AEW inside the ring. Very, very uh, different. It was in my different. opinion. It definitely was different. Um, 
But I, I still I still enjoyed the match though. Honestly. I still enjoyed it and it was something to to be um what can I say? Let, let, let's just put it like this. SCU and Cocobana. Like I, I love Cocobana because of you from uh, Ring of Honor. Cocobana is definitely a funny dude and he can definitely wrestle. So I, I, I like I like this signing of having him in AEW. And I feel like this is what needs to continue. Start bringing in more star talent that could help possibly put over people. I mean, Cole yeah. Cabana is seen more as a comedy wrestler to a lot of fans. And uh, that'll be something that's pretty, pretty interesting to see how they play it off with Colt. Um, him joining SCU seems kind of right, too. I don't know why. I think it's got that Ring of Honor feel with all of them together. So I'm like, okay, this works for tonight. Yeah. And uh, the Dark Order, obviously the four main focuses of the faction right now, not including the Exalted One. We want to be respectful here. Uh, we don't want to piss off the Exalted One. Yeah. So we have Evil Uno, uh, Stu Grayson, John Silver, Alex Reynolds, the main four that you usually see in action competition with this. Uh, very, very different. They were more heavily, heavily focused on kind of like the storyline and the progression of what they were doing in the yeah. ring. Um, they talked about a lot of the stuff at Revolution, but you got to see everybody go through the motions, hold it down. I thought SCU looked great as a, yes. a team. Yeah. Uh, Cole Cabana really stood out. Cole Cabana, I've never seen Cole Cabana move better than I've seen him move in the last couple weeks on NWA and Ring of Honor. Yes. Um, I don't know if he was just hyped to be on national television or what it was, but Colt had a little—he uh, had a little pep in his step, we'll say. Yeah, no. Um, I, I want to say it's—I want to say it's probably, in my opinion, I want to say it's more so the energy that he has right now. Because the energy on being on AEW, you could tell the energy is there for a lot of people versus what it would be if they were somewhere else. Like, Cole Cabana, I felt like the energy was there in Ring of Honor, but I feel like the energy is here in AEW. I think with him leaving a lot of the other companies, it felt kind of weird for Colt to... I think it felt weird for Colt to come back and then forget about like everything else that happened because somebody said funny isn't money in wrestling and you right. know how that goes. And I think once Colt left, he was kind of jaded and he never felt the same in Ring of Honor. He just kind of felt like I'm here because there's a lot of money right now and right. I'm going to do my job and you know bring up the history and stuff, but I don't care. But tonight, he looked really good. Uh, Colt Cabana ends up using the move that bruised Austin Aries from taint to tip <laughs> and... Uh, if you haven't seen his interview with Chris Van Vliet, you have to watch it and wait for that part to come up with uh, when he talks about Jim Cornette saying you had like erectile dysfunction or something <laughs> weird, dude. But um, Cole Cabana drops down. Um, who was it? Was it Alex Reynolds or was it Stu Grayson? Someone got dropped down on the top rope and he hits the Superman pen for the victory. Dude, what did you think of that finish? Because you seem kind of uh, shocked by it. Um, I, I liked it. That was actually dope to me. I've never... I've never seen it before, so I'm like, ah, that's, that's, that's a different finish. I like it. See, now, I've seen him do it before in NWA, so I knew it was coming Ring of Honor. That's just one of his classic finishes, but I like it, though. It's like a lot of momentum, and yes. you could just, how would you kick out of that? Yeah. You, you wouldn't. No. That, that That's, the Superman pin is definitely something that you have to just, like, take. You, that, you can't kick out of that. That's, 
Hence the name Superman Pin. So afterwards, uh, the Dark Order seems to get on the retreat. And while they're coming up the ramp, Evil Uno has a microphone and says the Exalted One is furious. Would you know anything about that? I can't speculate on that. Evil Uno says that the Exalted One is furious. And uh, it, it just leaves more questions than answers when it comes to all of this with the whole dark order and what's happening and yeah it's gonna be real interesting maybe this is the time to speculate did you watch the video that jesus tagged us in today i definitely did i definitely did so thoughts brody i am 100 percent in do you think do you think matt hardy is part of this do you think he's just teasing this is because i don't think matt signed i really think matt's gonna play around with people's heads for a while. Yes, I I, I think that's what's going to happen. Um, I'm, I'm kind of torn right now because I want to say that Matt might be the exalted one, but I'm also thinking the exalted one is somebody else. Oh, so you think there's a swerve in all of this? Yes. Because what my thing is we get why the Young Bucks met with Matt Hardy. But. And, and it plays off BTE and Free the Delete. Yes. Both of the uh, web series, if you guys haven't been checking those out. Right. But then, but then when you think about it, it also, like, it, it doesn't correlate with bringing in the, the Exalted one. Because why would why would the Young Bucks be there? To welcome the exalted one, you know what I mean. That that just kind of, unless he's lying to them too. You 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 have options. You can That's you can true. do a lot of different things with this. In my opinion, um, let's go to the chat here. We 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 haven't really seen much out of the chat. Um, I'm trying to go all the way back up here. Uh, do 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 do. No filter, Derek in the building. People were happy to see you back. Um. PR Nightmare said a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> uh, Chris DeZuba said that he was not feeling the show tonight. He said it was a little bit disappointing. I uh, will get to that tonight, Chris. Um, <laughs> Rob's telling people no NXT talk. Uh, the Exalted One is furious. The Exalted One is almost here. Rob said, Derek, why so furious, sir? You got an answer to that? Can't speculate on that, Rob. Uh, let's see here. Six said he feels like half the roster got hurt on Saturday. That's what I, happens when you put your body on the line, though. That, you know what? That That's probably what happened because that, I, did you see the video with uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks all iced up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like that's like ice from like head to toe, dude. Like I, I can understand if people are a little upset with the way the show went today because... I mean, you got you got to respect it though. There's a lot of people who got hurt. R Dub says he is torn with the reveal. Uh, people are talking about the Bucks of Youth. I knew you'd come. Yeah, goodness, goodness. Uh, Six says never was a fan of Colt. Dude's built like a dial soap bar. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to drop the soap near Colt too. You never know. Boom, boom, Cabana. That's my boy, man. I like Colt. Um, yeah. Yeah, so some people, everybody, everybody's mixed feelings on tonight's show. I feel like so. I don't, I don't think it was a 
bad show. Well, it's, it well, let's, save, let's save it. Let's save it for the end. I'll save it for that because I, this will help us put everything in perspective, I feel, at least for us, as far as what was working, what wasn't. Uh, Britt Baker is now out on commentary. She brings Tony Schiavone. Uh, she spelled his name Tony with an I, by the way. I don't know if anyone else caught that besides me and JR. But uh, Tony Schiavone gets a nice coffee from Starbucks, former barista. Uh, or as Britt put it, shitty barista. I don't understand how they're friends now. Someone could explain that to me. I don't get this whole, they're, uh, they're pals. Well, you know, Tony Tony probably uh, probably sold a pair. <laughs> Britt, Britt Baker feels really weird on commentary still. Yes. Um, I know she's healing it up, but she really didn't do too much here. She didn't add anything. No. Um, I I still can't buy in. I mean, I like her being a heel, but I still can't buy into it. Because I still feel like even with the promos, she's thinking too much and not just letting it happen. Letting it flow? Yeah. I think she's done better in past weeks. This week, I wasn't feeling it really with Britt Baker. Um... I don't know. She just didn't have much to say. But then again, let's look at the match. So the match for this was Leva Bates with Peter Avalon, the librarians, versus uh, Big Swole. 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 Um, This was a quick match, but I thought this was a clunker, kind of. I don't understand what the issues are with this women's division at times. Like, So what I saw from the match was Leva Bates has been brought in to help elevate other talent. I get it. And Leva Bates, while doing this, is trying to figure things out. But at the same time, I figure Big Swole's trying to do the same thing. Like, she's trying to figure out how to react, how to do the movesets. Uh, I think it's kind of like being not too sure of yourself on the bigger stage so far. Right. And Big Swole, that's why I like some people being on Dark. And I know a lot of people have been saying, yo, why is Private Party on Dark? Why aren't some of these people appearing? I'm sure that they saw some mistakes and they said, hey, we got to touch up a couple of these things. Right. I'm not saying you're bad, but we got to work on this. Yeah. And I think they're doing that also to hide people from being beaten. Yes, because uh, Private Party has taken a, a few L's lately. Not too many, but they've, they, they've, I don't know, they've been rebounding. Like last week on uh, Dark, I think it was from Kansas City, the one they had showed before uh, the pay-per-view. They rebounded and they got a victory. So they're picking up some wins without people noticing. I think a lot of people forget what happens on Dark still matters to an extent. Yes. Um, but but you know what though, like I you know you know me. I've I've always said this, and I feel like Private Party. I feel like Private Party is more so. Pause real quick. You know this is sad when he wants to talk about Private Party over this women's match. <laughs> Go ahead. Um. Private Party, I like them, but I feel at times they can be a little sloppy. Oh, I bet. come on now. I'm not going to let you besmirch the good name of Private Party. I, I have to, dude, because... No, I, I don't think they're sloppy. I think they're just a young team, and it's just not crisp, crisp. You know what I'm saying? It's, they haven't been, the Young Bucks have been together for their entire lives. There's a true. difference. But, but then again, you say the same thing about the Usos. Usos are sloppy, too. Uh, Fooey, we're done with Derek talking. <laughs> so, in this match, it was a clunker. Uh, Leva Bates looked foolish at times, but Big Swole hits the dirty dancing. That's the bull hammer, for those who don't remember. 
Uh, she hits that roaring elbow. She gets the one, two, three here. And, uh, yeah, they have Britt Baker kind of shit on her. Shit her. <laughs> shit on her uh, on commentary a little bit. Uh, but you know what, though? I, I, felt like, I felt like this match did what it was supposed to do. It was supposed to put Big Swole over because she did, like, she did press Nyla for the title. So I, I see what, what they were doing, but it definitely was... Um, a clunker. Yeah, this was a lot of shit in this one that I wasn't a fan of. Uh, let's see here. Casey said that this match was uh, stupid as hell. Uh, Prince Rockstar says Britt Baker has got to get in the ring more to improve. Six said a shitty wrestler talking trash about someone being a shitty barista. Imagine. Sonny Bimbo says I think they need uh, one big name woman to boost the division. Any thoughts on who? Honestly, I, I really think Sheeta can help. But they're saying outside. Who outside? would you bring in to make this women's division better? Ah, you, re- you really need someone with real star power, and a lot of them are already taken. I think. But if you could fantasy book it, I guess. Honestly? I, at one point, I was going to say Tessa Blanchard. At the beginning of the year, I would have said it was Tessa at one point. But now, if I had to bring somebody in... I'm going to go with probably a, a Sasha Banks, if you can pick one of them up, or uh, scoop up a Tony Storm or someone from NXT. I mean, if if, if you could, if you had free agents right now that, you know, that, that were speculated to leave, I would say either Sasha Banks or Asuka. Honestly, I mean, you need somebody like that to to help you out. Honestly, and and I feel like those two can actually do it. That that, that wouldn't be bad. And that'd be an upgrade for them. Hold on, I want to get back to this chat real quick. Casey says, "So the librarian cracks her across the face with a book, then hits a backstabber just to stand there and watch as Swole gets back to her feet and recovers." The women's division is a joke. Hundred percent, Casey. That was part of the clunker I was talking about. Like, I don't understand how this happened or why it happened. Prince Locke says, private party is kind of green at times. Come on, Conrad, be honest. I'm not saying that they're not green. These dudes were in House of Glory, though, and they are. that's pretty damn good to get signed by AEW. You've won matches in a tag team tournament. They've done great things already. I think they're just trying to put the finishing touches on them. To me, they're AEW dark main eventers. They're not the curtain jerkers. They're not fighting just brand new people who nobody knows who they are. No, yeah, no, I, I def, I, I agree. I definitely feel like they are. I'm not saying they're like the best things to slice bread or that private parties should never lose and they're great. Do things get sloppy? Yes, but I think it happens with a lot more tag teams than we're all saying in matches. Oh yeah, no, no, I, I, I can def, I can definitely sit here and say the Lucha Brothers have been sloppy at times. It happens. Even the Young Bucks. Hell, freaking uh, uh, the New Age Outlaws were sloppy at times. Yeah, it's just part of the wrestling game and getting to know each other and doing it. Um, let's see here. Prince Rockstar says you can't be a great wrestler in one year. Six says she's the Eva Marie of AEW. I think that's in the Britt Baker. Uh, R-Dub says that AEW needs Tessa Blanchard. Robert said Jamie Hayter. I feel you on that, Rob. Yes. I know what you're talking about. Um, 
Let's see. Oh, oh geez, not the hair-headed hooligan. <laughs> Knock it off, Obi-Wan. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, so R-Dub said you could put Blanchard, Jordan Grace, or Asuka in there. Yeah. Good points. Uh, she won't move the needle, but Sarah the Rebel can boost talent in the division, in my opinion. Uh, no, they don't. Tessa has dirt surrounding her. There, there's controversy over the whole Tessa thing. Uh, whether she has dirt or not, she would be a huge upgrade. Yeah, I just think the controversy will be too much of a distraction though at this point with Tessa. Yeah. Oh well, well even uh even Prince uh Rockstar said Kyrie Sane. I would say Kyrie Sane too. Kyrie Sane would be dope, man. Uh big fan and she could probably work stardom if she wanted to. At the same time there's rumors of that going on too. Exactly. That would be dope. Uh let's get to this Cody Rhodes promo here. Uh Cody's promo was very different. Cody came out everything fell off with this too though. Even in Cody's entrance, uh we noticed he had came up. And he kind of missed the cue on when he was supposed to step forward, get the pyro with his theme. It was not on point this week. I don't know what happened. I don't know if they were rushing. I couldn't figure it out. But I think it felt a little bit off. Yeah, because uh, cause I, I had mentioned to him, like, when did when did they play the part where he says wrestling has more than one royal family? And I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't catch that. I heard that part. It's just I saw what also happened with the uh, mistakes. Yeah, so, I mean, it everything did feel like it was moving too fast for what it was supposed to be. Because, I mean, if you look at the time when we got to the main event, it was just kind of like right there. And I was like, wait a minute. Yo, I feel like we just started watching it. True that, true that. The... Cody comes out and he starts talking about MJF right away like I don't know what I have to do again and he's basically calling him out there to uh, come out. I don't know if I need to get whipped again. I don't know if I can go through this again but he dared MJF to come out and say it to his face that he beat him fair and square. New music hits. Sounds a little familiar but you can tell it's kind of a rip off of his old theme a little. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. Snake. Snake. Inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Jake the Snake comes out and... I'm going to let you kind of talk about this, D. What did you think of his promo? I thought it was good. I thought it was a good promo. I especially liked his voice. We're not going to talk about why I liked his voice. (laughs) Why? (laughs) But I liked it. Everything... To me, Jake sounds like he can't talk for more than two minutes without like his voice going to shit. Uh, and I think that's due to his recreational past. But I'm happy to see Jake back in the wrestling world once again. He had a weird haircut, too, with the like one side shaved, but the other one was. He had like the PCO look a little bit. Yeah, he did. And not to mention, he also came at Iron Anderson a little bit. Oh, oh, yes. We're going to get into that. Uh, Jake came out and basically said Cody was bitching. Mm-hmm. He made it sound like he was a little punk bitch. Exactly. Yeah, and I was like, what the hell is this? You're acting like a little bitch right now. Yeah. And uh, he said that when I used to come out here, I used to have the snake in the bag and people would fear me and they would be worried about that snake. And then that's when I knew. And he had his palm out. That's when I knew I had them. And then he said, then I knew I was going to spank their ass. <laughs> Watch yourself, Jake. Um, but a really good promo. Jake proved that he could still cut those promos that cut deep. Yes. And uh, hit you right where it counts. And we find out that he's in charge of a faction, potentially? That's what it sounds like. It sounds like he 
He, like, he was bringing somebody to come after Cody. He says he's here because of his client, a member of the dark side. What the fuck is that? <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> you know? What is going on, man? <laughs> Very weird. But uh, I thought... Coming she- after a, a pie. Of, you know, Cody's pie of the... Of the uh- oh, and let me bring this up, too. While we're talking about Cody, he said he was coming in for a piece of Cody's pie, which is probably maybe a piece of AEW? I, they, they left more mystery to this than anything. Like, what were we supposed to expect? What are we getting out of this? Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts really delivered. And I love how instead of calling him Cody, he called him Caesar. Yeah, El Caesar. So he basically said Cody has himself on a pedestal right now. Is Jake trying to knock him off that pedestal? I couldn't tell because it seemed like he was trying to help him, too, at the same time. I, th- I think he was trying, in my world of speculation, I feel like he was trying to boost him up. And the way I feel like he's trying to do it is saying that he's got someone that's coming for him in order to get him off this high pedestal and make him that ruthless kind of, uh, no pun intended, ruthless aggression coming out of Cody to make him what he should be. Now, I'm going to let you highlight that in a second. I'm going to go to the chat, though. I want you to tell me who is Jake going to be paired with because there's a lot of potential free agents coming in that have been talked about, but who would Jake be paired with? Is it someone that's there? Could it be someone who's coming in and someone that's there? This sounds like it's a faction. So, but let's see what the everyone's saying. Rob said he Rob was yelling at us, I guess, right before we started talking about Jake. He said, "No, let's get to Jake the Snake promo. My boy never lost it." <laughs> uh, Prince Lock said, "Oh yeah, Jake Roberts with the boomer energy, man. <laughs> Gotta love it." R Dub said, "Jake's theme made the hair on my arms and back stand up." R Dub, dope, bro. Uh, Cody has so much pyro, bro. That was some WrestleMania type shit. It was. Yeah, Cody always gets a lot of that, though. I think there's a couple nights though where Cody didn't have it the worst, but Cody's usually up there with like the top person with the most pyro sick. Uh, Casey says, "Jake Roberts is amazing. One of the absolute greatest of all time. Such a great promo." That is damn right, Casey. Uh, original Biggie wrote, trust me. Uh, Six said, that tat is real. I thought it was fake. My boy Cody, oh no, baby. What is you doing? <laughs> um, I, I guess the, the thought behind it, I kind of explained it to Derek earlier, which makes sense. Cody said that he always goes all in with everything that he does, pun intended. Um, and he said he put the tattoo on his neck to basically show he's all in on his brand for who he is and what he has to do. And also, he said that it's because he has no backup plan at the moment. If this fails, he doesn't know what he's going to do. And he put his neck on the line. So that's why he put it on his neck. Uh, but, but if you look at it, though, I don't see a problem with it, honestly. Like, I think, I think you know what, Let, let's just be honest. A lot of you fickle-ass fans, shut the fuck up. <laughs> because it, the man went by... <laughs> Seriously, dude. A lot of these people are fucking talk, pickle about ahead, this go shit. Go ahead, talk. No, <laughs> talk your talk, bro. Like, seriously, dude. Like, stop bitching. Nobody. Where the fuck is everybody at with this whole Bray Wyatt shit? <laughs> Nobody say anything. Nobody say anything about Bill Dusty-ass Goldberg. <laughs> Nobody is saying anything about Dusty-ass John Cena, who... Doesn't want to break the record. Who can't chill. see me? Chill, no, chill. no, fuck that, dude. Mad people are fickle as fuck for no fucking reason. The man left 
WWE and was he was basically dubbed the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, right? So my my theory on this is, and I don't care what anybody thinks, my theory is people don't like it on Cody because the way Cody looks. Let this be Bray Wyatt or let this be Luke Gallows or someone else or uh Baron Corbin, somebody who has a rough look. look. It's it's all right, yeah, that, that's dope. I like it. But it's Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is looked at as the businessman, right? I listen, I personally wouldn't have put a tattoo on my neck. That's just me. I don't have any tattoos either. I know you do. Uh I mean you can show me your arm if you want. I mean, I mean like, come on, dude. Like I, I get if if it if it's I get what you are feeling and what you're thinking, but I respect it because I have tattoos myself, but I also respect it because that's the gimmick that he came up with after he left WWE. He was the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Which people thought he should have been for years. I mean, look at this. The way I put it is, Cody can do whatever he wants. It's his body, his shit. I don't care anymore. I'm focused on Cody Rhodes. He wants to have that tattoo, great. Would I have done it? No. Would I put it on my neck? No. But I'm leaving it at that. I'm getting back to Jake. Um, Who said something? PR Nightmare said, Mr. Smokes too much. Cody has the no regrets tattoo. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, my uncle's favorite wrestler. Rest in peace, Unk. Prince Rockstar, shout out to uh, your uncle. Rest in peace to him as well, brother. Definitely. Um, Casey brought up his point. So who's Jake managing then? You know what? As we were talking about this, I was going to say... Because um, I'm with K- what Casey's answer is. I'm not... Don't read it yet. Okay. So me, I'm, I'm thinking he, he has to come in with somebody rough and buff. And I'm thinking... Buff Bagwell? No. Absolutely not. (laughs) Buff Daddy! (laughs) (laughs) So someone who's got a ton of grit to him. And I would say... uh, I I, I forget his name outside of the company. But I would say, to me, what crossed my mind was Luke Harper. Okay, Casey and me agree. I think it's got to be Brody Lee who's part of this in some way, shape, form, fashion. I just don't know how they're going to incorporate this yet. Uh, but a lot of people are saying it. Jake the Snake. Uh, live chat, I'm going to ask you this. What does DDT stand for? Impress me, somebody. Uh, I'm going to read over some of these comments, though. Uh, Malik Murray says, so Jake Roberts is going to be a manager now. That's what it appears to me, Malik. Uh, Rob says he is trying to humanize Cody to slap him into reality. Casey says, nah, I just think Jake is coming for Cody, not to help him, just to take him out. Uh, Jesus thinks it could be Lance Archer. Where was Lance Archer tonight? Big fail by AEW to promote him, and then he wasn't on the show. The fuck? Well, Come on, bro. I mean, I, I, but I'm saying don't promote it if he wasn't going to be on. That's true. I mean, but I, I don't really look at it as a loss, though. I mean, uh, R Dub says the favorite is Brody Lee, but the dark horse could be Brian Cage. I think Brian Cage is still out from his injury for his bicep tear, so I don't know if we'll see him for a few months, but he could be joining them. Um, let's see here. A lot of people are saying Lance Archer. 
Uh, Six said, well, he needs to go all out on tat removal surgery. You guys are tripping. Derek is wild as fuck, Jesus said. Derek's dropping a pipe bomb right now. Uh, we know you don't care what people think, Derek. You've shown us that over the last few months. <laughs> Casey said, it's not dope. It's ugly. Uh, it's easier to get put on someone who isn't already covered in tattoos because it'll just blend in. But, yeah, he's clean cut, so it sticks out. Uh, who is going to be Sean Spears' tag team partner, Conrad? I don't think anybody knows yet, Jesus. Sean Spears is looking for someone. I don't know who fits that mold. Uh, give me some time to think about it, and we can see who he could possibly be put with. I don't see anybody in AEW. I think we're going to have to get an outside person to fit in with him. I like what they're doing with it, though. Yeah, I like that they're having like a contest kind of to see who wants to be his partner. Hell, you could get signed, bro. Put out a, a, a video right now. Somebody. Some, yeah, definitely. Do-do-do-do-do. Um, uh, you don't need to get a tat to hide it, so I get that, but it just looks so off. Rob says, uh, uh, "Okay, well, yeah, because the way that it, the way that it's centered, yes, it's more so like towards his Adam's apple." Thank you, Sonny. But I, I think I think it's dope because I have tattoos. Oh, Rob put Damien. Oh, Rob, you were close. You're you're one word off though. Or I'm sorry, you're two words off. Excuse me. Uh. Original Biggie says, I know it's poison. It is poison for uh, rats in Decon. John L. Jackson says, I just lost my grandpa. I just need you guys to be here for me. Uh, rest in peace to your grandfather as well, John L. Sorry to hear about that. Uh, that sucks. I hope that uh, we can help you cope by talking some pro wrestling. Yeah, huh? try try to take your mind off of it. I mean, I, not not to say, you know, take your mind off of, off of a loved one. But, you know, just trying to think of, like, the better times and enjoying what we do just to kind of help you put that on the back burner for the second, you know, for a second and just try to move forward. So um, we're here for you, brother. If yeah, you need definitely. something, reach out. You know where to find me on Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff's down below. So just send me a message if you need something. Definitely. Uh, Malik Murray said, how about Curtis Axel? Come on now. <laughs> I think it's done. <laughs> Uh, black ass lab used to have. Yo, you just gonna ignore the dark side, Brody Lee? I brought it up. What are you talking about? I brought that up already. That Brody Lee was my pick. Um, the DDT is not the end. DDT stands for Damien's Dinner Time. If you guys are ever on Jeopardy, I want some of your money. If that's one of the <laughs> questions, Damien's Dinner Time is what it stands for. Uh, six of the DDT is the end. Rob and I are not off. You should learn some history, Conrad. It is not Damien's death trap. It's Damien's dinner time. I'll, I'll battle you two on this. <laughs> Bring it up. Come on, dog. Go ahead. Um, you guys can call me after the show's over. You got my personal cell number. Uh, let's get to the next match, though, D. Let's talk about Chuck Taylor versus Pac. Uh, Chuck Taylor comes out with his boys, Trent and Orange Cassidy, as they get ready to take on Pac. What is it? Nah, don't, I'm not falling for that the end shit. Get out of here with that Google shit. I know what it stands for. It's Damien's dinner time, goddammit. <laughs> Alright, don't let Jake fool you with that. Um, Chuck Taylor Pack. What do you think of this match? How did they I, perform? I liked it. I liked it. This was my number two match of the night. Um, I did... I. I was not a big fan of Chucky e. T in the beginning, but he, he's starting to grow on me more. Um, definitely, 
Pack has always been there. So Pack has always been one of my not personal favorites, but he's been on, on my list of uh, great performers. Um, I felt like this was a good match. Um, a lot of good energy, and I knew this was building up to something bigger than what this was tonight. So I, I really appreciated what uh, what AEW was doing. Just had to prove my point. It is Damien's dinner time. Yeah, Jake said it. All right, bastards. <laughs> but he, he's also said some of the other ones, so I can see how people would be confused too. But uh, yeah, this was a good match. I thought Trent did his best, but we all knew what was happening here. Yeah. Trent's here to lose. Uh, Trent eventually misses a moonsault and gets caught in the brutalizer. Pac taps him out. Pac still looks like a vicious bastard. And it looks like they're kind of continuing this feud with Orange Cassidy. Yes. Um, not mad at it at all. I think that this is something that's good for all of the teams involved in this. So afterwards, he puts the brutalizer on. Uh, Pac faces off with Orange Cassidy. Earlier, uh, Trent kind of stepped in Orange Cassidy's way. But this time, Orange Cassidy pushed Trent back and said... What's up, man? You don't want none of this anymore. And I thought that was amazing. They're slowly developing this character, and I like it. Making him a little bit more serious, slowly. Yes. And I think he still needs to keep the same character, because that's why he's over. Him not wrestling is good. It's a good thing. Exactly. Um, afterwards, they face off, but the Lucha Bros come out and help Pac destroy the best friends in Orange Cassidy. Freshly Squeezed got his ass whooped right here yes he did yes, uh he did. they they really did a number on him and then afterwards we find out that they ha are a trio now pack and the lucha bros and they are going to be called the team of death triangle and oh, oh now you're trying to look it up i told you remember the spanish part before and now Derek's trying to look it up come on i don't think i can say it what go ahead that is <laughs> You could play it, can't you? Let it let it be spoken. All right, let's see. Um, Correct. Afterwards, they face oh. off, but the Lucha Bros come out. Nah. And come on, Derek. <laughs> Minus five stars, bro. <laughs> Botched. <laughs> Triangle del la... Uh, my Spanish is horrible, but Death Triangle is what it is. Hold on. Casey's trying to distract me. <laughs> Let's see. Tell me, eat eat his ass. Disgusting. De la there it is. Play it one more time for him. If you didn't catch it. De la Death Triangle. Death Triangle. Uh, I think this could be a badass group with uh, all these people who are involved in this. Pack and the Lucha Bros. There, you can't really go wrong, bro. Not at all. Um. After that, after they announce their team name, they do hit a stomping package pile driver to Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy sells like a million bucks. It looked brutal, looked good. Uh, not mad at it at all. I I, I can't wait to see uh, how this plays out because the Lucha Bros are now what you call like could you could you even really call them heels right now because no one is really booing them. I think they're heels. I think they're supposed to be heels. Okay, so so now you got three heels who can definitely turn it up on anybody in AEW going after anybody and everybody possible. Like they said, no one is safe. So it's going to be fairly interesting to see what they can do with this. Now, 
I bring this up for this point. Um, guys, I feel like that next title that's going to be revealed for AEW, after seeing this team form, Jake the Snake Roberts talked about having a team. It seems like everybody's linking up with kind of a faction or a team. I feel like we're going to get six-man titles. I think so. And honestly, if you really think about it, there are a lot of tag teams in AEW. The ones that you don't really see them in are the women's division, and I I respect that. But having a regular tag team and then a six-man tag team. So, I mean, because cause what, what they're saying, to me, what it looks like is you have, your, you have the tag team title division, you have the women's division, and then you have the heavyweight title. I don't think you need, at this point in time, I don't really think you need a mid-card title anymore so you don't think they need a singles made card no because the way I, I the way i feel AEW is approaching everything i think they are approaching it as anybody has the chance to win a heavy a heavyweight championship here's the thing i hate though i don't like the concept of six-man teams because now you're just forcing people to be with people True. At times. And I just don't... Six-man titles have never really captured my interest. I like a good six-man match every now and again, but does it really capture your interest? I'm weird on I'm like 50-50, because I'm like, okay, cool, it makes sense. They have a lot of teams, but that's for right now. Right. What happens when injuries occur and stuff? Right. Then you don't have room for six-man titles, and people are just walking around holding belts for whatever reason. Right. It's, but that, but that, that's also another reason why I feel like... Um, you do need a mid card, but the way I the way they set it up, they make it seem like you don't need a mid card championship because you have so many tag teams. Then you have the women's, and then you have the championship. I would still like to see a mid card title, but let's see what uh, other people are saying. Or excuse me, secondary title. I know they don't like that. Uh, death triangle or triangle of death, which sounds better? PR nightmare says. I'll let you take that one, D. I I would say triangle of death sounds better. Because that death triangle is cool, but I... Maybe they wanted the Spanish translation for them, though, to put on t-shirts and stuff. Yeah, the, the, the translation in Spanish is... is pro It probably fits better the way that they have to say it. So if you say it the other opposite way, it's it, I can see why it... It's probably too much to say. Like, it'll sound like garbage and it'll be yeah, too long it, for it, a t-shirt. It'll, it'll sound like it... Like, honestly, if you really think about it, if you... Certain things in Spanish have to be said a certain way and if you say that the opposite way it sounds really stupid may i ask how you know so much or care so much about spanish i i i, I indulge in the spanish language yeah i bet you do and the spanish woman yeah next uh rob <laughs> says that the six man titles he gave it three thumbs down as well for that idea uh, they should have a six-man tag title for the new show, Jesus says. Uh, Six says, I got to mention, though, funniest part of the night. <laughs> oh, wait, we're going to say that. I think that's in the uh, next segment here, brother. We'll, we'll bring that up, though, Six. Uh, <laughs> R-Dub said, uh, Trio's title will work, but they already uh, do six-man matches on every episode. See, that's what I'm saying. R-Dub's point makes sense. Casey says, boo the six-man titles. Prince Rockstar says no six-man titles. Keep that with NJPW. Ring of Honor has them, too. Uh, maybe a factions title, original Biggie said. I think that's still too much as well. 
Uh, Malik Murray says, I got a question. Why are the Lucha Bros not going for the AEW tag titles? You guys have to remember, they are trying to keep a lot of people strong and splitting them up doing multiple things. The Lucha Bros right now could possibly be in the tag titles picture challenging for the belts, but then if they lose, it hurts them. Yeah. So why don't you steer them away from that for a little bit and then they can come back to it. Uh, I think that's why they're doing it. Six said the roster is too small for six man titles right now, he feels. I can see that. I, I can see that because it, it it just it just seems like that's that's what they're aiming for because you just put the Lucha Bros and Pack together. Like that 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 was a random team that nobody saw happening. Casey said, why don't they just let them, uh, for the last point, Casey said, why don't they just let the tag titles have the Freebird rule? What's the big deal that's the same thing, kind of, in his mind? Well, that makes sense. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Not mad at it. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I can see that. Um, this is where we then get the uh, Sean Spears is looking for a tag partner. We brought that up earlier, though, for what they had going on. Uh, QT Marshall with Dustin Rhodes and Brandy. Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall are now an official tag team. If anybody missed the scrum with uh, Dustin Rhodes, he talked about being part of a tag team as a branch of the uh, Nightmare family. And him, QT Marshall, will be a team with Brandy. I like that because it'll give them an opportunity more so to teach yeah. than to do anything else. And Brandy is with them away from Cody because it felt like they were trying to move her away from Cody for whatever he's trying to do. Right. Uh I I feel like it's probably more so like moving moving her away uh, to keep him focused, more focused. It could be part of the storyline, or they don't want Cody's wife being used as a prop in the storyline for whatever reason because the dude's a scumbag and he would do way worse than XYZ. Yeah, I get exactly. it. Uh, QT Marshall in this one takes on Jake Hager. He's accompanied by Pride and Powerful to the ring. Uh, Hager ends up winning this match, as we all knew. QT Marshall... Uh, he's he's not really yeah. doing too much. No, not too much. Uh, yeah, I mean, but like like you said, QT Marshall is probably in there to help teach. To help teach and train. Uh, he wins with that standing triangle choke. I don't know how everyone feels about that move. I I get it. It's kind of a boring finish. You know, you know what I. It's like a UFC MMA style movie. You're just kind of like, oh, that's it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if if I think it would be different if he turned it into um, a body slam. You know, keep them in that triangle lock, but then, you know, pick them up and then... Slam them down. Slam them down on, you know. He could do something like that, or he had the ankle lock before. He's got other moves he can use. I think he's going to end up having to find a different move, though, because that move gets no reactions. You're just... You kind of suck the energy out of the building with it. Yeah. Um, We'll have to see what they do with that. Uh, And this is the match Sick was talking about, too, with all the run-ins and everything else here. Uh... Jesus says QT Marshall is super underrated. Rob said QT Marshall equals Mr. Warm-Up. Hey, they're not wrong. I mean, when you see QT Marshall, are you really thinking like, oh, we're about to get something great here? You're just kind of like, it's going to be all right, but QT Marshall's going to lose. Yeah, But but you know what, though? For Jake uh, Hager's move, I would say this is like um, something to finish the match quick. You know what I mean? Because, like, even though, yes, he, he wrestled Dustin on uh, Revolution, but I think it's more so to get get the match done quick. I think w- the more he gets his feet wet, the more we're going to see something different come out. Right. I don't think I don't think this is going to be his complete finisher, 
I think once more people talk to him, they're like, hey, that sucks. Come up with something different. We'll see something more positive from it. Now, Hager gets the win, like we said. Dustin ends up getting jumped after the match by Pride and Powerful and Hager. Uh, they go to work. PMP's out there. And then Cody comes out. Runs back out in his dusty-ass jacket. And uh, he comes out there and tries to fight them off. Uh, he basically came out there and was just jacking people up. Starting off with Ortiz. Uh, he eventually gets hit with a steel chair in the back. Cody goes down, and Dustin is laid on top of him trying to cover his brother up. Here comes Matt Jackson. Matt Jackson then super kicks that steel chair into Ortiz's face. Ortiz tried to sell it funny, and he just had no time to do it. He was like, what am I doing? He falls. Santana goes down. Uh, Hager eventually scores off with Matt Jackson, but to no avail. He gets taken down, slammed to the mat because he's small as hell, and why wouldn't Hager just do that? Amazing. And then here comes Hangman Page. He moses his ass down to the ring with a beer in his hand, and he puts the beer on the ring post like, hold on, everybody. Fans are cheering for this. They are eating this shit up. This dude is a star, I think, now. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't see anything less than that right now. He he starts facing off. He knocks PMP down. Hager gets in his face, and Hager grabs him and just throws him over the top. And drunkenly, he holds onto the ropes and then delivers a buckshot lariat. Uh, Hager sold it very well, landed on the back of the chair with his head, so hopefully he didn't get cut or anything. Uh, I just happened to peep that when it happened. And Hangman Page was over, dude. Drinks the beer. Uh, Matt Jackson kind of is like, hey, thanks, man. And he gives him the bird, like, uh, F you, bro. I heard what you were saying about me, and I don't like you. So maybe the beefs between Paige and Matt Jackson. You were you were excited for it because you thought maybe they're going to be cool. And then you were like, it's still the beginning of the end, in your opinion. Yes, I still think it's the beginning of the end. Come on. We, we already had a glimpse. He's holding the ropes outside. Looking at Kenny Omega for the buckshot lariat. Then he kind of plays it off like, nah, nah, nah. I, I was just joking. Oh, and I forgot, too, on the graphic when he came out, uh, it said whoop both their asses on it this week. He usually gets something funny on his graphics. Uh, Page is over, man. I like it. He walks Page, out Page and gets more beers. Better watch who you're drinking after, Page. I don't want to hear you got cold sores or some shit exactly. one week, bro. Watch that shit. <laughs> Um, then we get announcements for next week. So here's next week's part of the match card, it looks like. So right now we have announced Ortiz versus Cody. That should be a solid match. Uh, gives Ortiz a chance to shine. Santana shined a couple weeks ago, so we'll see what he can do with that. And that's a big name for him. Yeah. That's a huge name. Big opportunity. Death Triangle will be in action. So that's something different. So we're going to get to see them debut. We will find out the match rules for AEW's Blood and Guts. R-Dub seems really interested in this in the chat. Uh, I think it's going to be something really cool. We know that the cage is going to have a top on it. At least that's how it was explained the night of Revolution. Uh, I'm curious to see what the match rules are going to be. Because JR made it sound like you think you know. But you might not know exactly what they are. Right. And I believe it's going to be called the Blood and Guts match. According to what Tony Khan said at the AEW Scrum after with Revolution. Um, and last match that was announced was Jurassic Express versus MJF, The Butcher, and The Blade next week. That should be a good one, too. And you know what? I, I like I like the uh, the amount of play that they're giving The Butcher and The Blade now. And and I, I, I understand why they had to start them out slow, but their push has become a lot heavier than it was. So now they're in a lot more matches, which I can definitely appreciate for the simple fact they are good wrestlers, and they also are from Buffalo. 
This is true. Uh, Sick brought up calling, calling it now. Adam Page is going to fight a giggling fan for making fun of him drinking a cup of... Oh, God. Stop. GG Vision, what is going on? Good to have you in here, brother. Um, yeah, dude. If it, Oh, we're, we're at 19 likes. Somebody. Somebody buckshot Larry that like button one time for him. Let's get to 20 before the end of the stream. Exactly. Um, MJF cuts a promo. I thought this promo was excellent. Yes. Excellent, excellent, excellent. MJF cuts a promo, looking like a douchebag like he already does. Shout out to MJF, too, for uh, that middle finger stuff with the little kid and his dad got <laughs> mad. And Cody, like, basically said, when you go to meet our performers, our performers are going to be the characters that they are on TV. Right. So that's what you have to expect from it. And when MJF was contacted by TMZ, uh, his response was, fuck them kids. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> If Fuck Them Kids was the person, I feel like it would be MJF. It would be. It w without a doubt. <laughs> Thank you for the 20th like, whoever that was. I appreciate you. Um, dude. This dude talks about... He came out and said, I pin shoulders to Matt and I'm known for banging ring rats. Disgusting, number one. MJF is a scumbag. Uh, he, he, does, he does it dirty, but he does it right, dude. Yes. And he, he just cuts a good promo, just talking shit about Cody. And then he says, man, it's getting hot in here. And he takes off his jacket, and he, he's wearing a shirt that says, I pen Cody. Yeah, he's like, oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> he was rubbing that shit in. And I love that when he said, like, it doesn't matter who you put in front of me. And he said, Jericho. He was bringing up all the names. And he said he was going to become AEW champion. Now, look, I'm going to bring this up real quick. I think Moxley's challengers on the way to the next pay-per-view, we're going to see Pat get a title shot, and I think we're going to see MJF get a title shot as well against him. Yeah. Um, I would like to see MJF and John Moxley. I don't think it's... If, if, if MJF takes it off of Moxley, obviously it's because of Wardlow, but I feel like... Moxley would get that belt right back. I don't think they're going to do that, though. I really feel no, I'm like... I'm just saying if they did do it that way. I think that's an opportunity for Cody to cost him the belt. Yes. Since it already happened. You could tease that and uh, do something with that once again. But MJF cuts a great promo. That's something that you guys don't want to miss from this. And let's get to the main event. Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara versus John Moxley, Darby Allen. Everyone makes their entrance. Jericho gets the same effect to Judas. They're out there doing their thing. And Darby Allen comes out. Darby Allen is fucking over. I don't care what anybody says. This dude is loved. Donnie isn't here, so I'm not going to sing that creepy-ass song. But the dude is over. People love Darby Allen. Yes, Dar Darby Allen is definitely the man. He kicked ass in this match, too, by the way. He did. Now, John Moxley gets jumped on his way to the ring. There are three mask-wearing dudes rocking AEW hoodies. And literally, as soon as they went back and I saw someone was tall as hell, I was like, that's Jake Hager. And it was Jake Hager and PMP already dressed up as fans, beating Moxley's ass into the concourse area where the food is and everything else. And they're dumping trash cans on him, slamming him against walls. They beat the shit out of him. Hager uses that choke, puts down Moxley. So they're really trying to put this choke over. But um, in this situation, more appropriate than in a match situation, if that makes yes. sense. I, I, I would say, like, if you're going to use that chokehold, you got to make it look vicious. Yeah, I thought he did better with the backstage one, trying to make yeah. it look like he took him out. Um, Moxley is down for the count. He's still got that nasty gash above his head, too, from uh, Revolution. He's down. He's gone. He's out. It, and is it safe 
to speculate that that arena did not have dipping dots. They did not have dipping dots because JR would have said something. Oh, God, not the dipping dots. <laughs> Um, so Darby Allen says, you know what? Two on one handicap match. We're going to go this alone. Darby Allen was a star in this. He took a beating. He looked down. He looked hurt at points in the match where he made his comeback. He even did a tag to himself at one point. And dude, when he got on the hype machine doing all the float overs, float throughs, uh, Hager and PMP made their way back down to the ring. This dude is flipping, doing jumps. He did a coffin drop on everybody to yes. the floor in the inner circle. This man looked like a star. He had so many near falls that you thought maybe he was going to get it. He doesn't. What cost him? He knocks Jericho out the ring. Uh, he's got Sammy down, reeling. Uh, Jericho ended up saving him, I think. He knocked Jericho out the ring. Jericho's sitting there, and as he dives through the ropes, Jericho hit the Judas effect while he was diving uh, well placed. They drag his lifeless body in the ring, and Sammy Guevara gets the pen for the inner circle team and puts Sammy over, makes Sammy look like a star. Exactly. And thank you, AEW, for this. I hate, 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 hate when I know that the person who has the disadvantage in a handicap match is going to win. Exactly. That pisses me off. It should rarely ever happen. Because, dude, these are pro wrestlers. Why the hell would they lose? Especially tag teams and shit. Exactly. You are tag team champions and you're losing to a singles wrestler. I don't get it. So thank you, AEW. I appreciate that you didn't uh, kill the friggin' handicap rule here. Exactly. Allen, Darby Allen, in my opinion, looked great, though, in this. He did. He definitely looked great. Uh, let's see what the chat is saying here. Uh, Malik Murray said, what is MJF's finisher? Probably whatever his opponent does because he does it better than them. Not trying to be funny, but that's what I was told uh, during Revolution. It makes sense. Right now he's using the double cross, though, which is the crossroads. Uh, somebody's got to sing that the song, man. Nobody knows the words in here, at least yeah. enough to sing it. Uh, original Biggie said, those damn dipping dots. <laughs> Uh, Darby, I want to see Darby versus Ray Phoenix. Six said that would be a freaking awesome match. Uh, the hot tag to himself was great. R Dub said, uh, and Prince Rockstar said, like I said on Twitter, Darby Allen is more over than anybody on that other company's roster. Don't give me that Goldberg shit. <laughs> we'll bring Goldberg brings in three million views. Chill, Derek. So they'll bring in shit, but shit. It's, I, I can't defend this at this moment. F minus. <laughs> For what? Goldberg. Moxley. Moxley makes his way down to the ring after the match. Uh, you can see the doctors were trying to hold him back. Moxley broke through anyway. He gets into the ring and he has a steel chair with him. The first thing he does is throw that shit at Jake Hager's face. Priceless. Uh, made a great sound, and he tries to battle the inner circle, but to no avail. His partner's already got his ass whooped. It's five on one. Exactly. What's he going to do? He is getting thrown up the ramp like it's freaking no mercy, getting drugged up the ramp. And I thought when we first saw PMP, we're going to put him through the stage like they did the Young Bucks and everyone else. No, no, no. That was not the case tonight. PMP instead set him up for a powerbomb from Jake Hager, and they throw him through tables that are down at the bottom. Moxley looked like he fell out of his freaking britches. Uh, it looked really good, though. You loved how the break sounded, even. Yeah, oh, my God. The way the tables broke, that that sounded beautiful. That I don't know why that like resonated with me, but the tables breaking, that sounded like that, that was a really good sound. 
And I'm like, that's how a table should sound when you get put through it. Like, it, it, should, it should sound like you're getting put through a table and not plywood. Yeah, that was really good. I thought very well done, well placed. And that's how it goes off with the inner circle flipping Moxley the bird. And they got him. Yeah. They fooled all of us with the Jericho is going away for a little bit thing. Mm-hmm. Very smart of them to do that because I thought Moxley was going to come back and be left standing. But they got us tonight. They definitely did. Definitely and I think did. Jericho's getting a rematch for that title still, too. I think so. But I I, I think he's losing it. I think there's going to be a ton of interference. But I think he's still going to lose the belt or lose, uh, lose the match in the end. But I think it'll take two paradigm shifts again. Mm, to beat him? Yes. Well, double underhook DDT and then the paradigm shift. I respect it, folks. We're at the end of the show here. And this is going to be an interesting one tonight. I want to see what did you guys think of the show tonight? Was it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? I, I still think it was a thumbs up. You're sticking with the thumbs up, D? Yeah. Uh, I'm with you on that. I think that it was a thumbs up show. Was it their best effort? Absolutely not. I feel like this one's probably on the lower half of the. I, I would have to say this is probably their weakest one ever. You think weakest I would, show ever? I would say it's their weakest one. But like I said in the beginning, you you lost a lot of energy because you had the pay per view on Saturday and you're only scheduled on Wednesdays. So I mean, how how are you supposed to compete with that? Right. Uh, R-Dub said who should Darby feud with next I think he continues with Sammy Guevara in my opinion Yeah, uh, I think he sticks with the inner circle for a little bit until he gets to like maybe Hager or somebody Yeah. Uh, PR Nightmare said I'm a big fan of Goldberg but right now I feel like MF Oldberg disrespecting the Fiend's reign Uh, we're we're gonna leave that where it is I, I feel you on that though I'm with you PR but I don't know. There's nothing we could do about it now. It's what it is. Uh, Malik Murray said, how about Hart Foundation and AEW? I think that would be dope if you're referring to Brian Pillman Jr. and uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. Cool with that. And the Intercontinental Championship Tournament in AEW. It could work. I think they need to come up with a different title name so it doesn't sound like they're ripping off anybody else. But uh, it could work. Oh, yeah. it, It definitely could. Six said, great show, considering they gave us their all at Revolution and are nursing their wounds this week. Not all shows are going to be top-notch, but I still say it's better than what I'm seeing with WWE. Touche, Sick. Uh, Casey said, did you see... You son of a bitch. Casey, you're banned for the rest of the show. Uh, Jesus said, good show. In his opinion, thumbs up. Moxley versus Cody Malik said, middle finger to the shield fist bump. Uh, (laughs) R-dub. Said thumbs up. Yes. Uh, PR Nightmare said... Okay. Talk about Natalia possibly going to AEW. Yeah, she's a good... She, Natalia's like a trainer. She's like a QT Marshall, Dustin Rhodes to me for the women's division in WWE. Big time disagree, Derek. It was not the weakest show, Jesus says. Uh, Six says, speaking of rematches, y'all think Rio will get a rematch, or are they waiting for her other engagement to end so they can sign her on full-time? I think they're waiting for the other engagement to end. Yeah, I think Rio will get a, another title shot eventually. I just don't know when it'll be the right time. Yeah. I, I think it's something where she has to come back with, like, a vengeance. And Prince Rockstar said, AEW's week shows are still better than Raw and SmackDown. Couldn't have said it better myselves. To I, end I have yet to fall asleep on an AEW show. 
It's only two hours. That's all I need. This is true. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We went a little over tonight. I, we really delved into uh, the live chat aspect, though. I wanted your voices heard on this show tonight because I thought it would be very different to hear what you guys thought of the show tonight. But it seems like everybody was disappointed, but it's still good. And I think they were riding high on the last few weeks going into Revolution, so I'm okay with this show being a little lull for now. Uh, we got some matches next week that seem all right. Yeah. Uh, it seems like they're going to build it up a little bit, so we'll see how this progresses. But I'm in it for the long haul, man. AEW has impressed me so far this year, and we're on the road to double or nothing now. It's going to start getting warm back here in Buffalo again. Got some interesting things happening. If you guys didn't see, rocking some of the new EPW merch. Uh, you guys will start seeing a link for it soon, but we are possibly going to have another person who will be shipping AEW, or not AEW, damn it, EPW uh, merch. So you guys will be able to get some of that if you want. And hopefully it'll offer you better pricing, some things that will be more affordable. Um, and we still got the T Public Store as well if you guys want to support. So all that's in the link tree down below. Uh, for myself, for Derek, thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode of AEW Dynamite Review. We are out. We will see you this Sunday as we get ready to review the Elimination Chamber. What, you got anything you want to say about the chamber before we go? What's the card? Have a good one, everybody. Everything Pro Wrestling, it's your boys from the Everything College Basketball Podcast and Facebook group. I'm Josh Burton, letting you all know that if you like the college game, that there's only one spot to come find all you need to know. Yep, Josh, Peyton, and myself, Tyler. We are the three voices of ECB podcast and Facebook group. Peyton, tell them where they can uh, find us and listen to us at. Well, Tyler, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and all other podcast hosting sites. Also, go join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups like Everything College Basketball. So if you want everything you need to know about the collegiate game or have a passion for it, there's only one spot that you need to check out on a weekly basis or a daily basis with the Facebook group. That's Everything College Basketball. Now let's get back to Conrad informing you on everything pro wrestling and the workings around it. Brother. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.